and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. episode 45 of the money magic podcast thank you so much for joining us if you've just joined and you don't know who i am my name is vanilla makwakwa and i am the host of the podcast i help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts increase income and live their best lives i am also the founder of wealthy money and the author of heart mind and money using emotional intelligence for financial success So on this podcast, I usually bring my uh, students and clients onto the podcast to ask them about their journey and their stories around healing trauma. And of course, I invite other guests who are healers and coaches, but today's guest is a Money Magic student. Her name is Lydia, and I am going to let her introduce herself. And I'm also going to switch off my video so that we have good bandwidth for this. I'll switch it on um, at the end again. But as I usually say, my guests are the ones that you guys are here to see more than me, I hope. So um, without further ado, welcome, Lydia. And thank you for coming on the show and saying yes. Hi, Vangile. Um, thank you for inviting me. Um, um, my name is Letia. My name is Letia Muroge. I go by the name of Letia Harudi on Facebook. Um, I'm a mother of two very challenging girls, uh, very opinionated girls. Um, I'm, 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 a soul, I'm, I'm, I'm a soul that is searching for who she is and why she is here on earth. Oh, and, uh, yes, and uh, 
I'm 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 healing in in process. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm discovering uh, myself every day as I go, especially now that um, after turning forty and allowing myself to be. So I'm I'm discovering me currently, who is Letia and what is Letia purpose on this earth. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> Oh, what do you do for a living? Professionally, I'm a telecommunication specialist. I work for the regulatory uh, ICASA, for um, uh, ICASA, which is the Independent Communication Authority of uh, South Africa. I specialize in uh, network uh, performance, quality of service for mobile network uh, mm -hmm. across the country. Thank you. Mm, that is exciting. <laughs> I love it. So, wow, Ladia, what does money mean to you? How would you describe money to an alien? Wow, for me, money, money is energy. Um, money is energy that can be exchanged. And uh, because money is energy, energy is something that exists, that has been there. So we either transform, transfer it from one form to another. Mm. So with the energy that I, I have, I can, I can go to work with my energy and get paid in um, currency, which is money. So I'm mm. exchanging the work that I can do uh, into uh, the currency that can be paid into me. And uh, mm. yes, and money for me, it's like, it's, it's power because the energy gives us a power to do something, to drive something, you need power. So with money, you can drive, you can convince. And money for me is convenience because mm. if you have money, you can buy yourself convenience. Yeah, wow, I love that. I love what you just said, like money to me is convenience. If you have money, you can buy yourself convenience because I really, really resonate with that <laughs> because <laughs> uh, money can buy you ease, you know, yes. Yes. money can get you ease. I always talk a lot about that, like that in business, I started, mm. you know how they say like, oh, but I started to, when I started making money in business, it started to compound into more money. I feel like actually the reasoning behind that that I've seen in my business is that as you start to make money, you're able to hire more people. You know, mm. you're able to hire more support. You're able to do more. So you're able to take more time off for yourself. And that allows you to make more money because you're able to hire more people to replace you and to even do things that you just don't have the time or the energy to do or you just don't want to do. So even, money does buy you convenience. Even really buying a simple thing like a washing machine, it's a convenience yeah. because you don't have to do the washing by yourself. Yeah. And having money can get that for you. Yes. You can get someone to help you around the house if you're a mom, right? Someone I mean, to help come in and clean every few days or even every day. That is convenient. So it's money circulating. It's that you have money, you employ someone else who now suddenly has money. And now you don't have to do that job. 
and you have more time and there thus you've got yourself convenience love mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great definition of money thank you I just love hearing how people define money and it makes me so happy <laughs> so, Ladia, so you've been a money magic student for a while now so guys Ladia has also has come to the village retreats that I did then she also came to Sri Lanka for the retreats oh my gosh so beautiful guys as you can see on video if you're watching on YouTube she is gorgeous and in real life she is like stunning like speechlessly stunning right so she's just this gorgeous soul so when did you start suspecting that your money story wasn't just about the money and there was more to this than just budgeting and numbers um after I've worked for a number of years, I, I actually foresee myself taking the same trajectory that was taken by my father. My father worked for many, many, many years and he worked in Joburg. Um, you know, uh, when we were growing up, people that worked in Johannesburg, uh, catching a train every morning going to Joburg, they were the eat of, they were supposed to be the people that have the money or people who supposedly have money. So mm -hmm. Papa worked in Joburg, but Papa woke up every morning, like first train, he was in there Monday to Friday and Saturday, like we, we, we never knew him really. We, 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 we stayed in the same house, we never knew. So I, I, I also went through that, that I was, I was waking, waking up every day, going to work. But just like Papa, I didn't have something tangible to show. So I, I realized that I, I really don't want to end up like my dad. And he didn't have, he was not happy. He was working because he had to. So I had to realize in my life to say, I, I, need, I need to be aware of what is this that I'm working for? What, 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 is, what is our money story? Why, why am I working? So that's when I realized that I really, really don't want to wake up, uh, to, to, to end up like my father, working until retirement. Even when you retire, they still call you and you go there, you work because you must work. So what is it that I'm working for? So that's when my story, I've started questioning myself about, but why are we working? I, I really don't want to retire at 65 and maybe they're battling to even retire because I still have to work. So that's when my money, that's where my money story started when I asked myself those questions and comparing myself to what my dad went through. Mm hmm Wow. So I know those, those trains, they, they leave, even now, there's still those early morning trains. They leave yes. at like 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning. Yes. They start yes. so early. And Joburg winters are so brutal, you know? And yes. <sighs> so my, my father worked in, for, for as long as I lived even when I was born, he was working for that company. Um, and actually the company was in Kempton Park. So like for him to get, and I, I, today when I look at the distance from my house, it takes me about 50 minutes to go there, but because he was using a train, he had to go and catch first train, half past three, three o'clock train. So 
Like I, 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 I just had to rebel and say, I am definitely not going to do this. No, there, there must be another way. You, you know, so definitely you saw that hard work doesn't lead to financial freedom. This not is why I get so upset when people say that most people are struggling or imply that people that are struggling are poor, are lazy. And I'm like, have you guys seen what time people wake up? In the village, um, the next town over, Carolina has a mine. And we would hear from the time I was a little child, from mm -hmm. round, at around about 3 a.m., people mm -hmm. would be waking up to go to the mines. And then at around about 5 p.m., 6 p.m., you would see them come home. And then again, start the whole thing all over again at 3 a.m. And they would do this five days a week. Still do. Because Carolina is about, by car, about... An hour, 15 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes drive to from the village. So they really have to go and be at work by like, and of course they're picking up people in different villages. Mm -hmm. So it's so by the time they get to work, it's about six because they've done the pickups. But it's rough, man. Many, many years ago, my father actually worked in Carolina. They are their company. Built, yes, a, a subcontractor, um, plant hire, they did work. I, I have been told that um, they used to stay there. The people, the, the men that used to go and work for some time in, in other areas. My father worked in Carolina. I know Carolina. Elibras, my father worked there many, many years ago. And all these power stations, uh, the, the, the power stations and mm -hmm. um, like, they, their company used to be a subcontractor in those areas. Wow, yeah, Carolina is known for the power stations and it's coal mm. mining, right? Coal mm. mining for the power stations. That mm. is hard work. So I it can is. understand having grown up and seen that where you were just like, there must be another way. Wow, and mm. what do you wish you had known before starting your money journey that people had at least told you having seen this growing up? Um, I, I wish I knew that um, having a relationship with money is a, actually a journey. Um, because um, before starting the, 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 the work at uh, Money Magic, I used to, you know, I, I, I thought of it as a, an academic institution. So I went <laughs> and said, my I, I, I checked the modules and I say um, set my chance to say maybe uh, uh, three months here, two months here, 12 months I should be done and then I should get my certificate and I'll be done. So <laughs> <laughs> I never thought this is what I signed for. So I was just setting the timelines to say uh, this work I can do it if I can do the university work at this time and uh, uh -huh. I you know, assignments and stuff. Uh, this this one, uh, I can ace it within this Molanyana period. So yeah, that's what I, I actually set time a timeline for 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 the for the work that is done in the course. Oh my gosh! So did you think that? Uh, did you at any point imagine that we'd be doing the inner work the way that we do it? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. 
<laughs> never. I, I have never, I've never even invested my time in something that was like spiritual or I looked at it from an academic point of view. Like, oh, wow. okay, to university, I've done the work and uh, yeah, I've done the um, distance learning. And uh, this is how I actually attended it exactly how I would with my schoolwork. Wow, wow. <laughs> so when you joined the course and then you encountered it, what was your first <laughs> experience? Like, what was your first reaction to this? Because you'd come in and you're like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. And then you started on the work. I actually saw people repeating and repeating and I'm like, why are these people repeating? Because like this, you just come, you just do uh, this meditation, okay, and you're done. So I, I was like, what are these people doing? Why are we repeating one thing over and over again? <laughs> and it took me time before I could even, because I, I was like, I was shocked <laughs> why people are repeating their work over and over. It took me time because I, I came, I thought I was just going to do like chapter one. Okay, I'm done, finish. Next chapter, done, finish. But like, I was shocked. I was not ready. I was not even prepared. Like, no, this is not what I signed for. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it so fascinating. Okay, so... I love this reaction so much because I had no clue this was you. Because I mean, I've seen you at retreats, very calm, doing the work and everything. I had no clue that when you started, you were going through all this. <laughs> so then yeah, I would, I would come with my uh, summary, and I would sometimes I would want maybe to mimic. I was not aware that this is a personal journey. This is, this is a personal journey that you have to be at a certain space. Just because vanilla is at this level doesn't mean I have to be there. I have to be at my own pace, my own space, yeah. my own journey. So yeah. that I was not aware of. I thought just like the class, um, a foundation phase class or whatever we go with the pace we go with the same uh, meditation I was not I was not I was not ready <laughs> definitely you, that is you know what Letia thank you for bringing this up because I think so many people come into the course with that mindset and then mm. they realize that there is no curriculum so to speak there's, mm. there's a course that has all the curriculum but everybody mm. is doing their own thing. And I think mm. it really shocks people because when you talk of course and classes, there must be a grade and all that. And then like the only grade is yourself. There's mm. no grading, there's no certification, there's none of that. And yet you guys are like, oh my God, we love this course. <laughs> and yet it's like so self-driven. So how do you, I'm just very fascinated. How did you then um, get over that and just, is that, I don't know if that's the right word, but basically get over that hurdle and then just start doing the work. What was your aha moment? I think um, um, after the first, uh, the trip to Elukwatini, the ah. retreat, the retreat, yes. because, excuse me, <coughs> 
because there I met individuals that came as individuals that came to attend their individual journey and uh, individual wounds that are special to themselves. So that's when I realized that we all have, we are all wounded, but our wounds need different attention. So yes. I would attend to what is of priority to me now, or even the guides that I am getting that, uh, Ledia, currently you, you, your issue is this one, you deal with this one. Whether Vanilla is dealing with that other one, that is not you. This is your journey, this is your race. So you don't have to run at the same speed as the next person, but you have to attend to your own wound as how you feel it because it's, it's emotional, it's in you. So you really cannot compare yourself with other people. You have and just Vanilla to... cannot know it, right? Like I can, yes. I tell everyone this, I say to everyone in the course guys that like, I can theorize what is up and I can tell you go to this meditation, but you can be in the middle of that meditation and your ancestors can be like, sorry, we actually want you to jump to this meditation for three months. They take precedence. Your guidance mm -hmm. takes precedence over me, right? Like your bloodline knows itself more than I do. I just mm -hmm. created the cause, but like at the core of it, your intuition has more precedence than even me. And I love mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that is so true because like it's, it's the same as in life. That's when I I learned again to say this is my race. Even in life in general, like because mm -hmm. we 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 grow up saying maybe at this stage you need to do this. Uh, your peers are doing that, and you we lose focus in what is within, what we should yeah. be caring for, what we should be taking care of because we are looking everywhere else and we are losing our GPS. And yes. while we are looking at what others are doing, oh, maybe let me mimic her, oh, let me do this. But it's, it's not about, what about me? Mm. My mm. journey, and my journey, I cannot, I cannot copy it from anyone else, not even my mother, not even my husband or my children, it's my journey. Yeah. That must have been a scary realization because, you know, I remember having this realization um, when I graduated UCT. So mm -hmm. I was this 22 year old, really, really wanted to travel, like spoiler alert, like a few months later, I did try to start traveling, but that's not the point. Like in like right after graduating, I don't know if people ever talk about this, but I had this moment. So you know you're about to get this degree and suddenly you realize your whole life you've been told what to do. You've been mm. told to go to school. You've been yes. told to get a degree. So you yes. did that. And now you're being thrown into this wide open world. Yes. And I just remember um, having this insane, yeah, my video is back on because we have good bandwidth right now. And so just having this insane realization that, mm. oh my gosh, mm. I'm on my own and mm. nobody gets to tell me what to do. I mm -hmm. mean, technically when I had that realization, I, it was like, I think my mother's dreams just kind of 
died in terms of like me getting a job, getting the car, getting the house. But like, I was so scared. I would shake for days on end because suddenly I was like, what if I make a mistake? What if I do the wrong thing? What if I mess up? I'm no longer at school. I'm no longer at university. I mm. need to look at everyone else's life first. That was my thinking. Like, then I started reading biographies and I was like, what did they do? How did they do this? Like, I don't know. Then, then I started having these thoughts. I know it's really weird for me to say this, but then I started having this obsession that, oh my gosh, maybe I should get married because if I get married and I find someone, at least it's two of us to go through this world together. You know, we can be together looking at this world. And I'm not even really sure what really happened. <laughs> but in the midst, as I was asking all these questions and freaking out, maybe three, four months in, I had this aha moment where it finally hit me that what if I embrace this freedom? As I actually, I don't want to get married. I want to get a job. I want to do all these things, which was also yeah. part of my fear was that I didn't want all these other things that were being thrown at me, but I felt like these were my only options. And then I thought, effort, what if I do what I always said I was going to do? What if I just mm -hmm. decide to travel? Didn't mm -hmm. know what I was going to do at all. At the time mm. I'd been in my, during my honors year, I'd gotten a job as a mining and energy analyst. I went to my boss and I said, I'm giving six months notice, I'm going traveling. And he was like, do you have the money? Do you have a plan? I was like, no, but I feel like if I don't give this notice, things are, I'm never gonna do it. Um, I started packing up my clothes, started telling my friends that I'm going traveling. I went, I looked for jobs everywhere. So every day I would look for jobs abroad and just apply. I just sent jobs. I sent applications to agencies. I was just like, if I do this for 10 jobs for the next six months, someone is gonna take me. The optimism mm -hmm. of a 22 year old. So <laughs> I did that. And somehow this is how my travel journey started. I was like, I was so terrified. I'd never left that. I'd gone outside of South Africa on my own and traveled when I was at UCT, but I never left the, uh, the continent before. So this was the first time. God, and I had to get on a flight by myself, do everything by myself, get medical certificates, do everything. And somehow I did it. And it was really, really scary. And to this day, I'm like, I'm really glad I didn't run from that fear. And I mm -hmm. sat with it and I analyzed it and I interrogated it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of resonated a little with that, but obviously yours was a little bit different and deeper and was related to that cause. But I know what it's like to look at people's lives and want to emulate that and think that they have the answer when they really don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this one I was like, even for me, it, 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 it was actually the, the big change for me. I'm even my nephews and my niece, I'm telling them that you tell us where you want to go, what you want to do. Don't try to emulate what I'm doing. Don't we will just guide you maybe. But you tell us where you want to go, what you want to do. I'm in full support. I will go and research and help you. I'm not going to tell you 
go and study engineering. Yes, because I'm going, because I'm an engineer, I did study engineer, I'm for engineering, but I shouldn't be pressurizing you to go. You do you. I was telling him that you do you. You, We will come after you just to support you. This is your life. Immediately after matric, you, you, you guide us. We were guiding you before as parents, but after matric, we are coming after you as support and you are leading the way. This is your life. This is not your mother's life. <laughs> this is your life. Wow. And what do they say to that? He was surprised. He was surprised because I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm like, this is you, you tell us where you want to go. Do you want, we are scared as parents for you to go and study UCT. Your mother has never been there. Oh, my child, my poor child. But hey, you are going <laughs> to survive. You know, yeah. your mother, you are scared to go. We go to places that we've never been before. There's always a first time. There's always a first, first one in the family. Mm-hmm. You go there, go and explore, go and find yeah. out about yourself. Be the first. Don't be scared. It's okay. We will support you. Now, after 18, you lead, we come after you. That's what this I tell so them. Amazing. This is so amazing, you know, just given those choices and, you know, because these are sometimes I I know I wasn't given that choice. Like, so for me to do all these things, my mother was in an uproar. My dad was like, do whatever the heck you want to do. If I was your age, I would dip. My dad was like, not to say I'm influencing, but if I was your age and I had the choices that you have, I would definitely not bother myself with settling down I would go see the world and just behave like I have no strings attached so I was like seriously it was like yeah seriously and I think that has given my siblings we travel so much we are just our own people given us so much courage but for my mom when I started it was like oh my god how could you and she would and she would call me like Every time I spoke to her, especially the first few times and the first few years of traveling, your cousin has done this. Your cousin now has a baby. Your cousin has now bought a house. Your cousin has now bought a car. What are you doing? You know, like, this is life. This cannot come. And then at some point she was like, but okay, I have faith that you will learn. And then when I went to do my MBA, it was that moment that I would learn and I'm coming to myself. The I've gotten the travel out of my system. Another spoiler alert, guys, did not get the travel out of my system. <laughs> I like <laughs> not at all. Now there's just now we're just watching. That's how my mom is. It's just like no more talks about this, except every so often she's just like, but why? <laughs> but, yeah, it's And I think most of us have had to fight to be our own people. This is why I think Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that you're Mm -hmm. giving your nephew this and you're telling him it's okay. We Mm -hmm. follow you, you lead us, it's your life. So how has your definition of trauma changed since starting the course? So what's your understanding of ancestral trauma in relation to money as well? Um, initially, I would say I, I, I always explain things from an academic reference or things, and uh, I explained to myself trauma as trauma that would be explained in the first eight class uh, to <laughs> say, 
someone was in an accident or someone was in shock, uh, they will experience. I actually, <clears throat> excuse me, learned about trauma and ancestral trauma in wealthy money. Yeah. That's when I was, because like, um, to tell you the truth, I grew up, my parents being so inconsistent with the ancestors because mm -hmm. they will only maybe appease the ancestors when they were going through problems. And again, from a Christian background, yeah. So I didn't even consider anything that is whenever they say ancestral block. Yeah, hey. I, and that's the thing we often associate. I love that you said that we associate ancestors with appeasing. So yesterday yeah. I had a call with a future money magic student and hmm. we were just talking and I said to her, you know, even because uh, you say you understand ancestors and you're a Sangoma, you know, you can just talk to your ancestors, right? It doesn't have to be a ritual. She was so shocked. I was like, no, just sit down, just like you would with your parents. Like your pe these are your people. They're just in the spirit world. You can literally just come tell them, you know, I've met a guy. Oh, <laughs> this is the thing. It doesn't have to be because you're asking. This is how you build a relationship. You just letting them know it doesn't have to be deep it's not because you want anything so I was telling her you know I just me I'll just talk to my ancestors and I'll just be like you know what this is where we are today I'm just thinking I'm gonna rest come let's chill guys let's rest for today that's it mm -hmm. that was my that was my conversation why because these are your people they your DNA they it's there's nothing to appease. It's a relationship building. So I love that. For the, long, exactly for the longest time, I blocked anything that is ancestral related. Even in meditation, when you said like, hey, your ancestors, I was like, like, I would be like, pause. And I will be in pause mode for a while. And until I had to find a definition for myself and to say, but man, wait a minute, what is ancestor? Like really, who are they? And um, my, my mother is like my living ancestor, but in, in like, if she passes on at some time, she will be my ancestor. I will be an ancestor. Mm. And uh, even biblically, our Jesus Christ is our ancestor. Yeah. So I have to come to terms with that and find peace to say, oh, okay, the way maybe I have experienced it growing up as a child to say, like, even the rituals they were like done in like hush hush, quick people were scared, were like, yeah. you know, so that, that's not that's not the way to go like it's it's not that's not how it's supposed to be yeah and, and of course because you only spoke to the ancestors once in a while the rituals were a big big thing because by the time you're coming it's like who the ancestors are the reason why we are blocked which is exactly. so traumatic mm -hmm. right because you're like oh as soon as suddenly imagine we're going to be ancestors so suddenly someone is going to come after us and think that we are the reason why they are blocked financially or in their lives. Mm -hmm. Yes, they mm -hmm. are say like we mm -hmm. are the ones that have uh, given birth to the bloodline, and yet mm -hmm. we are so angry and so aggro that we will suddenly block their progress. Mm -hmm. Hi, well, guys, that is 
That is deeply traumatic. I also wouldn't want to have a relationship with ancestors, actually, if that was my view of them, right? Because it's like these people, all they do is they just want and they just require you to take, take, take. They just mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. that's the entire thing. They just taking, mm-hmm. taking, taking, or else they block everything. Mm-hmm. No. Whereas like, if you just see it as like, hey, this is a very chilled relationship. I just don't see these people, but I can ask for guidance or I can just share random things that have nothing to do with anything, you know? Mm. And just Mm. ask for guidance on that. I can share my random food choices, all that. Yeah. And then it's such a different relationship. It, It doesn't have to be heavy and speaking to the ancestors doesn't have to be a whole ritual mm, yo mm. and also it it's costly hey so that's mm. the thing so a lot of mm. people always see mm. it as once mm. we get into this ancestral stuff it's going to be a whole <laughs> yo, we're going to be financially drained in the process <laughs> every time i talk to these people i need to bring a cow a goat a chicken or something brew mm-hmm. <laughs> something you know, so I really, really love that you uh, that you had to find this new definition. So, what has been your definition? It will really help someone listening to this. It was just to understand that there are those that came before me that has actually um, molded the way of how we do things, how we see things, and with what happened to them as they lived before. And um, I, 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 I even had to come to terms to say that um, there are things that I definitely am, I, I, I took from my mom, I inherited. So yes. definitely there is an the ancestral link that we inherit and inherit from the, the ones that came before us, that mm-hmm. there are things that my mother inherited from uh, her parents, and I am inheriting some of those things consciously and subconsciously. So there are things that I am inheriting from them. So even my children, they will be inheriting a, yeah. a whole lot of things from me when I'm no longer there. Even my great grandchildren to come, they will be inheriting. So whether I acknowledge it or not, they were there, they left something and that something it's me. There's a whole lot of um, the way how I do things that I have inherited. And um, yeah, so again, even just like even the looks from the little things like the looks, how you do things. I've I've seen people that would be uh, likened to someone who's no more, even to say how they talk, how they we inherit from those who were there before us, you know. And like certain gifts that you have that you just cannot explain how you know certain things, you Mm -hmm. know, they're Mm -hmm. just within you. These things are coming from somewhere, you know, like I always say that to people, like there's certain things that I just understand and know, and that I just know that it's not me, you know, they're coming Mm -hmm. from somewhere. They're coming yes. from beyond. And mm-hmm. a lot of things have been in the family for generations, but you don't even pay attention to it. It's just something yes. that's there. Mm-hmm. So how do you explain that? Like you get gifts from your ancestors. So obviously you're going to get gifts. You're not, 
I feel like life is fair. You are given the gift and you're given other challenges as well that comes with that person's behavior. Like someone will be like you, this person was so brilliant as a businesswoman and this is how they would think and everything. And you know, you've inherited that. But then Mm. like who they were as a person, you, you've also inherited that personality, (laughs) hey? Oh, that temper, that anger. Yeah, it comes with the territory. Like this person Mm. gifted and gifted me all that other stuff too. (laughs) It's a package. Yeah. So I really, I love that definition and that understanding, you know? And I want to just also say this, guys, like, Sometimes Honey, uh, whom I think I interviewed in episode four, my sister, she was saying that sometimes ancestors, people come to her and they're like, my ancestors are blocking things. And she's like, please go take a bath and put on lotion (laughs) because your ancestors are refusing to just come and hold space for you because you're looking raggedy. They just, they say you're not looking after their DNA. So sometimes it is like we're blaming ancestors for mm. basic things that are our fault. Mm-hmm. It's, I always remember that. I'm always like, hey, you know, sometimes you'll be complaining that your stuff is not moving. Meanwhile, like you're not looking after the DNA and the skin mm-hmm. and these cells that were given to you. So eating healthy. Yeah. So she talks about that, just like keeping yourself in good condition, self-care that also it helps build that relationship with your ancestors because they like, this child is really appreciative of the genes that we've given them, mm. you know? They appreciate- Blame the anything on ancestors. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's a book that I read, eat, drink and blame it on ancestors. Exactly, right? It's like you're out here doing things and then ancestors are being blamed for things. Now, but they out here like having the shock of their lives like you, We've done, we've looked after ourselves so well. And here's our descendant out here ruling this DNA. (laughs) I mean, what, how do we deal with this, you know? And so I always remember that because I think that for me showcases just how easy the relationship with ancestors can be. Doesn't, it's not always hard. And I love that honey said that more often than not, that's just it. That that's what you'll mm. be telling people that come through for consultations. It's like you don't have to do the most. It's just like go get your act together. Because your ancestors are also out here like so confused. They just like, mm-hmm. and now <laughs> what is this? So Lydia, how did you start? How did you feel emotionally about money before starting the course? Um, and how has it shifted as you do the money? How does this be? How have these feelings around money started to change as you started doing the inner work around money? Um, I I used not to have um, any relationship with money. And I, I, I loved money, but I was too shy to admit that I love money because of um, like religious reasons and yeah. how we were raised to say uh, yeah. money is the root of all evil and you shouldn't love money and stuff. But, and therefore I was just shying away money, but knowing deep down that I love, I love the things that money can do. Yeah. I love, love the gates that money can open. I love 
I love the fact that money can give me weekly massages. How, like, guys, money can do things, hey? I love I that love... money can get me a private chef. Please, can we just, money can get me good food. You know, food is my thing. Good food. <laughs> good food. Good food. The best restaurant, like a five-course yeah. meal. And I, yeah. you know, like, eat those things that we don't normally get to eat for me, like food. Yeah. Like, me, I put my money. Food first. Food. I know food. we relate like that. Food is food is life. But let's be honest. Like these people that make good food also went mm. to school to learn how to make good food. So they're I mean, not about to give you good food and good mm. ingredients and everything for free, which I think mm. is fair. Like I'm not going to expect someone who went to chef school for years studying mm. under different chefs, learning mm. to come in mm. and then like say, who I'll just give away all my skills for free, even though I've paid so much money to acquire these skills and be able to make this food. So mm. I want to be able to give back and pay, right? Money mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. For me, even like buying groceries in your house, the, the little mm. thing that you buy, money can afford you that like before I, I had a relationship with money. I used to even save, save, but not enjoy my money. It was hard for me to take out my savings and enjoy what I love. So after doing the inner course, I I, I, I even, um, especially the uh, the, uh, fall in love with your bank account, because it's through the, the, the course that I realized that what is it that I truly value and that I love. Am I, is my money going there? No, money is going yeah. on things that I don't value. So yeah. food was up high there. Buying, <laughs> I love flowers. And I used to be so hesitant to buy flowers because I believed someone must buy me flowers. Mm-hmm. But like my, my dining table is always with fresh flowers. Flowers are in my budget. When I budget mm-hmm. flower, Food, food and flowers are priority. I'm there with education. So flowers are life, man. Buying yourself flowers is like one of the most. I feel like it's. I always feel happy, you know. So Mm. now I'm going through a sunflowers and white roses phase. Mm. Oh Lord, I always feel happy. Haven't got vases in Cape Town at the moment because I gave away my vases when I moved from Joburg. So now mm-hmm. I have to go get more vases. But, you know, it's actually not a train smash because like most vases at like um, Mr. Price home are like 150 rand. But like buying yourself those flowers, every time I see them, it makes me happy, you know? Yes, yes. My house feels naked and a bit sad if it's if my dining table, if there are no flowers in my kitchen, but I get some <laughs> upliftment from flowers, like they feed my soul. And when I wake up and see flowers, like I get life, they give me life. It's so, your pleasure, right? You're yeah. spending money on things that bring you pleasure. Because, And I said, we've had this conversation in the student group where I had you guys write 10 things that bring you pleasure. And because I don't know, as adults, for some reason, we grow up and when we talk about pleasure, we usually liken it to sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always thinking sex. And I think that's one of the 
saddest things of growing up you know, is that we start to limit pleasure. But pleasure is everything that brings us joy. So flowers, scents, perfumes, things that smell good, things that lotion, taste good. Lotion, a good lotion. Good lotion, clothes that feel good against the skin. That's mm -hmm. all a pleasure. And there's a link between pleasure and money. So I have to ask this, right? I've asked it several times of uh, guests on the show that tell us about this. After doing the bank account challenge, they change how they spend money. Uh, did you starve? <laughs> did you? Did this not affect your savings, Lydia? Did your budget not go off kilter now that you're starting to buy good food and you're starting to spend money on flowers and all this stuff? I actually stopped from buying from a space of uh, lack because I used to go and buy groceries like full uh, trolley, but sure. now I'm buying what I need and I'm buying in like small, like maybe in, in like bi-weekly or weekly. What is it that, because I used to pack my cupboard with groceries and sure. after doing this, I even went to do an audit in my grocery cupboard to check like ah. what it is and i throw away i threw away a whole lot of food that expired tin uh, uh, baked beans and stuff but i managed to ah. track to say my family we don't like baked beans much maybe i shouldn't buy more yeah you know why why do i close that do closer the way i do it like no we, we actually don't need this thing mm. and it's it shift even I, I used to, I, I love, I used to love sales, like going to sales Black Friday for the sake of sale. <laughs> I know, and, right? Because that's coming from the fear of, oh my gosh, if I don't buy now, when will I ever get to buy? You yes. know? So uh, I so, think that's, that's one of the reasons why we go on sales. And yes. often most people don't realize when they do the sale, they overshop, right? So, and then, cause you're buying just because it's on sale. Like, oh mm. my God, there's three cans of baked beans, get one for free. I'll just mm. buy all that. Even though like your family's not gonna eat baked beans for another mm. five months. So slowly, but surely, because like I went, initially I couldn't even finish the course because like, it mm -hmm. was like, whoa, what are they saying here? Wait too much, hey. So like <laughs> I want to do, and until I come to the end where I could even say, what is it of value for me? What is it that I value and have a look and say, do I really, what is it, what is it that I, I buy? where I spend my money most is this where I want to spend my money no now like um every month and even before COVID I have an extra the leftovers that are there because I'm channeling and now it's not handsome it's no longer difficult for me to buy the things even where I used to deem them expensive but sometimes like you say you buy cheaper I'll make an example I used to love buying those five kg chicken uh, pieces and you the, the amount of time you spend cleaning those and and like no. it's not at all and the amount of i mean defrosting doing all those so I, I i said but i don't really want to do this can i afford to buy those individual packed cleaned here's the thing 
family to spend less time cooking and then they, most of them they are like fresh they're not frozen they didn't inject them so the piece that you buy it's not frozen it's it hasn't mm. bulged so it's like looking at life at that when it say i can i was just buying that from a place of lack now i realize that i do have i have in abundance if i look Standing. I can afford to buy this where I'm spending less time preparing. Yeah. You know? Wow. I love that. Hey, who yo? I mean, my like guys on this podcast, I've shared about my crazy grocery buying, especially the episode with Zandile before this. You haven't seen it yet, Lydia, because it's going to come out before your episode. <laughs> but yeah, I share my crazy grocery buying. So I so resonate with that. So can you share some of your income uh, shifts? Have you had any income and investment shifts from doing the course and doing the inner work because the magic is in the healing guys yes. tagline. <laughs> most definitely because like uh, in the course it's not about just saving or maybe channeling your budget it's about expansion because mm-hmm. um and it's about being aware of your money it's about mm-hmm. being like questioning the investment with the green bank with the blue bank with the financial advisor it's about going there and understanding so i'm 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 more aware of like my current investments and uh again even like there's a link to property and uh, uh, yeah multiple streams of income so i do have uh, some stream of income uh, that is that is coming and i'm definitely building on that um, um, I've even shifted my investment and uh, even the education because like if you want more it's not about limiting and saying your budget in the piece on what you're spending it's about expansion so <gasps> it's, it's, it's for me to say how do I expand yes there is this money I see there were leaks here and there okay I block and then we're no longer leaking but we are expanding and we are channeling so I'm channeling my money consciously to say this is where mm. I went, and I'm not I'm not even scared. And uh, I'm I've, even the people that are meeting, like my circle now, it's like opening to people that are talking money. I and love it. Well, your now, circle is a lot of money magic students too. So, yeah. so, so like, and they love talking about money. I think. You know, when you meet people who no longer fear money and they Mm. love money because they see like we're talking Mm. about the benefits of having money, talking about money is no longer stressful. It's something I notice, like talking to my siblings about money is such a chilled out experience because we're not, there's no need to pretend there's no anything. We're just talking. But I think before when like money was this tense thing talking about money with my friends, with my siblings, with my family, mm-hmm. yo, was so scary and so stressful because what if they ask me for money? But once you become comfortable with money and you also yeah. know how to start setting boundaries, 
how mm-hmm. now we can talk about money at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's fun and you learn mm-hmm. from other people because someone will say, like, I'm just thinking of the student group, how you guys are sharing about stash and stashing and all mm-hmm. these other apps and like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. different things. Have you guys checked out this? Have you guys seen these investments? Have you, what do you think of this? Wow, guys, this is so awesome. People are just sharing. Mm -hmm. It's not a stressor. You can decide if you want it or you don't want it. Nobody's going to force you to do it. You don't even feel guilty for saying I have money. Yes. (laughs) Because they feel that come with saying you have money. Oh. They have money and you are not even you are not even scared to hang up with people that have more money than mm. you. Like, because like you are working progress, you are also building up, you aspire to be there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You could see exactly. my, my- So hmm. when people are inviting you to places, I also think the beauty of it is, you know, you don't go bankrupt trying to mm. prove that, yeah. oh, Nami, yeah. I've got money at that level. Like, me, I learned that I don't have any qualms with saying to people now, uh, my money doesn't run like that, guys. You know, some mm-hmm. of us are on a budget, you know, <laughs> like so, a budget in inverted commas, but my money doesn't run like that. Oh, my money is not for that right now. I know it may look you. like that, but thank right now my money is for a plane ticket to another country or something. You I know, mean, you, you should see priorities. <laughs> The car, the car that I try, I drive. It's you know when you when you've been working when you are this age, there are expectations yeah. that come to say like I, after this one you must buy that one, and I am so comfortable with buying, and I'm like my car takes me to places where you've never been, <laughs> and I have been to planes, long haul flights where people are like we have priorities. I'm, I'm not about what? to say. Which, which car I'm driving, that's like a vehicle, it's none of my priority, a, a car. It's not in your value system, right? Yes. But yes. there are money magic students for whom it is in the value system. Yes. And we yes. applaud them when they find those cars and those expensive cars. It's like, yes, girl, this is what you wanted. Because yes. the truth is that we all don't have the same values. I know there yes. are people, there are money magic students that are like, Van, what is it with you and food? It's just food. Your values, right? We're different, right? Mm. But this is just the thing. And I think this comes back to your journey and my journey are not going to be the same. And this is the other thing, what you've just said about extra streams of income is that we don't give. So guys, this is a big thing. Like, you know how sometimes people will message me, not sometimes, Mm. often people message me and they say, can, will you tell me what business to start and what to do and how to create, like what to do to create the stream of income? And I can't because mm. maybe you're great at herbal life stuff, right? Mm. And maybe I'm just great at being a business person, but you're great at multi-level marketing or mm. you're great at making clothes and another person is great at baking you can't Mm. possibly have the same methodologies and the same methods, you know? Mm. So that is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really love what you you said about uh, the creating extra streams of income and just Mm -hmm. um, investing and growing and seeing yourself have those shifts. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And then 
do you, oh, okay. So what are the three lessons I was gonna ask, how do you see yourself showing up to discuss money and relationships? But we've already sort of touched on that. I like mm -hmm. it. So what are the three lessons that you think have had the most profound um, shift and impact for you in the Money Magic course um, had the most um, uh, profound impact on your relationship with money in the Money Magic course? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've said um, like mostly um, the, the breaking point for me was the um, fall in love with your bank account. And yeah. I've also I've encouraged uh, some of my friends. I see some of, the, most, some of them have even signed up and I'm glad to see them in the group. Ah! Guys, you have no idea because we are so scared of uh, our bank account because especially with um, credit cards, you know, you just tap, tap, swipe and month end, come month end, you know, all the, 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 the overdraft facilities mm -hmm. come month end, people don't have money. It's because mm -hmm. we don't, like, I, I, I dreaded doing budget. I, dread, I had a nice spreadsheet, but I just dislike doing that but <laughs> that's now you had, like, you had the fancy spreadsheets they're like oh. you look at my budget this is the spreadsheet but like yeah. I think a lot of people deep down have that because it's non-interactive it's yeah. it's the thing it's almost like the fun police that's how people do budgets it's like it's your complete fun police it's where fun goes to die <laughs> no. I can look at my bank account like every week I look like okay this yeah. week this is how much I intended spending I even before I used to even like just list how what is it that I've spent on it was just listing I was not pre-budgeting mm -hmm. now I'm budgeting and I'm even going back to look at okay did I did I, do I do this uh, do I have money here Yes, mm. and I'm able to look into my bank account. I, I'm able to, I'm using my, my, my I have a credit card yeah. because my credit, my credit card is used to, to track my expenses. So Ooh, the expenses are credit card, if I want to track them and check credit card and the mm. debits are only on my, um, my account on, uh, yeah, yeah, on my other account. All, you must have an incredible credit score. You must be a dream for a bank. I don't, I'm, guys, because I have no credit, right? I'm just living the cash life. But yeah, I'm working around that because banks have given me such a hassle. Mm. Property Magicians podcast, we've worked around that now. We're building wealth in different ways. So thank you, South African banks, for being caught up in your credit scores and my lack of credit cards. We uh, found uh, a way around this with cash. Uh -huh. I, find, I find a way that I see most people are, are failing to make credit cards work for them. So mm. I found a way. I'm not paying any interest on a credit card. So I- what? How do you do that? Give us a download. Credit card have about, I think it's 51 days or 55 days of interest okay. free. So yeah. every time I get paid, whatever I am budgeting, I take the money from my um, personal account into the credit card. Petrol money, don't even apply for a petrol card. Your credit card is your everything. Petrol money, take that amount that is budgeted for petrol, throw it in the credit card. Oh. 
Oh. Every money that is for budget, like I list it on my spreadsheet and I throw it inside my credit card and I spend, 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 spend. Or even within 50, those days, even when I'm owing, even if I'm paying a big lump sum of money, but mm. the period that I get to be paid is within the interest-free period. So you can take all and then throw in there and go use again wisely until it's fully paid up. So the only facility that I'm paying are those admin fees. And don't, I don't, the banks are always approaching me, giving me, for now, I don't have a need for that. Trying to increase the credit, trying to increase. I don't need that. Keep it at minimal because- um, So you're saying like even take out a credit card and have it at 2000 Rand forever, but like just use it as your debit card. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this then. I do kind of like the cash life. <laughs> I travel, when we travel I, I, again, like my, I, I used to travel a lot before COVID. Yeah. Uh, my, my work, a line of work, uh, I'm, 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 I, I travel uh, for, for work uh, purposes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just put money in my credit card wherever I am in the globe. I just swipe. In you Sri Lanka, in Sri Lanka, I was using my credit card. I'm not, oh, I'm not even know that. Yeah. And you like, I'm such a cash country, but guys, everyone yeah. that comes to my retreats, you only use, uh, you never have to spend money. Like the retreats Ooh. cover Ooh. everything. Look at Ladia nodding. They cover everything. You don't, the only time you go to withdraw money is if we decide to eat out um, yeah. and we decide that you guys are going to pay and I'm not paying. Or if you decide to buy gifts, that's why everyone went and withdrew, like was using credit cards and swiping was for the gifts. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that's exciting. Thank you for that, Lydia. So I'm always on the cusp. So what happens is I listen to you guys talk about credit cards and I'm like, yes, yes, I'm going to do it. No. And like, I go back and then my spirit goes like, F this, you know? And then like the next guest comes and I'm like, yes, I need to do this. My credit score has radically jumped during COVID in 2020 and 2021. I don't know why, you know, but whatever it is, I'm like, this is just the heavens. Like I've just been putting it out to the universe that I cannot do credit cards, so help, <laughs> you know? Like, cause I think I'm still dealing with my trauma of having been in debt. And mm. I do, like I've said this before, what I love about not having credit is that I'm constantly being forced to think outside the, like outside the norm, right? And to just mm. think like when I'm like, oh, I need X amount. I don't usually jump, oh, where can I borrow money from? My first thought is, how can I make this money? So if I need X amount in a week, what do mm -hmm. I do? How can I do this in my business? What can I do to make that kind of money? Who, what can I pitch? What can I sell? You know, so it's made me think about money in such a different manner. And I kind of, I've been using it to help me to force myself into expansion. Cause I think if I had credit, maybe not mm. now, but I think years ago, I would have relied on it again because mm. I was very, my vows of invisibility was so big and I was very scared. But now mm. because 
I'm doing the work that I do. It's like, let me do the work and then let me figure out where this money is going to come from, you know? So it's forced me to radically think expansion. That's when I started asking you guys, who says that we should make money once a month? You know, mm-hmm. why can't mm-hmm. we make money every single day? Every so day. I literally had, I, I remember when I started thinking like that, because I was like, I don't want a credit card. And this was years ago. And I was like, how do I build a business that has the ability to make money every single day, to mm-hmm. get clients every single day, to keep expanding mm-hmm. every single day, even if it doesn't, but they're like mm-hmm. every single week, there's some kind of sale being made, all that. And that has for me, literally transformed so much in how I approach business and I'm Mm. so so grateful (laughs) so that was the first lesson of the bank account challenge do you have any other two lessons um even the inner child the inner child work yeah because a lot of us went through so much trauma Mm. especially for us that grew up during the apartheid time the apartheid era where as a child you were voiceless you 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 there was nothing that you could say and a lot of people a lot of us have a lot of childhood traumas that has not been attended to so like that is something that we have been like layers and layers and sometimes you think that ah I've, I've went, I've revisited this and I've went and you realize that you, you just ha- touched the tip of the iceberg. It is a lot of layers and layers of like, we have to, to, to mother, you know, we, we have to take care of our inner child. We have to go there and buy her sweets, comfort her, sit with her mm-hmm. and so that you can be able to. So like having kids, again, for me, it's like, like that, um, it's that it has highlighted the importance of reliving the inner child in me and mm-hmm. comforting her. So that is like, like, like touching, touching to me. That's mm-hmm. another way that, yeah, most people, I think, especially the black, black people of South Africa, yeah. we have went through so much trauma as children. Yeah. So if we can revisit that, I think we can be better parents because yeah, we, we can be. Hey, yes. mm, thank you for that. So, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is the difference between the um, people? Because okay, let me put it this way: most people think that just by watching my videos, watching this, mm-hmm. like getting an aha intellectual moment this is what the work is and that's the shift and they don't really need the course what would you say to those people because they like oh yeah no I'm getting enough from this I'm getting realizations and shifts which I don't know how else to tell people it's like you're getting an intellectual shift but embodiment is such a different thing so what Mm -hmm. would you say to those people um because it's like going to a concert or even those most motivational talk one day, uh, one yeah. day talk, you go to a certain convention center and you jump, yeah, I can do this, yeah, I'm capable of, yeah, and like, yeah. like you are hyped up and yeah. you come back home, tomorrow you go back to work yeah. and yeah. you get back and then you, you, you meet all sorts of challenges and you forgot about what happened yesterday. You were hyped mm-hmm. up. So you, you really need to be in the group 
to mm. realize and something needs to sink in because yeah. some, some of the things are just about the emotion the, of, of that moment and yeah. they just sleep after some time. So it's important to walk the journey with those that are in the same journey as you to walk mm. with the team because this is, this is a journey without a defined period. Like yeah. it's not something that you can say, I'll go to school for 12 months and I'll be done because we, we don't we don't know until you get into in the class and you do the work and yeah. even the energy that you draw because sometimes it's you just feeling like maybe reluctant to do the work but yeah. people sharing their work people sharing their experiences it's uh, it's like so motivating for one not mm. like to know you cannot ignore and People are there as revelation to say this works, yeah. and you you have to you have to be around people that are doing the job that is that is actually paying off for you to realize. Yeah. Because sometimes it takes that to see that it's actually paying off. People are doing the job. People have been re, yeah. uh, uh, reporting their progress, and yeah. it's like when you're doing e-learning far away on your home, you don't even. Yeah like there's no motivation Some people there are people very few limited amount of people that can do um remote work on their own and yeah. uh, show up and but the group the energy that is in the group the energy that we draw from each other the spaces that we hold for each other it's it's what keeps people winning and yeah, yeah. I think that it's the fact that there are people that are holding space so fiercely that we're all invested in everyone in each other's wins. Mm -hmm. It's really such a beautiful thing to know that there are people who are literally invested in you winning, you know, mm -hmm. that for me is so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, I think it was not what she was saying to me then it feels like when I post in the group, I really do believe that people truly pray for me because I can feel mm -hmm. it, you know? And mm -hmm. it's just, I think that is so, so beautiful. It's mm -hmm. quite, a, and you know, it's just, and also just like you said, having that ability to come into the group and just say, you know what? My issue right now isn't money. Like I've got money. This is what I'm working through with this trauma and all oh, I have money, I just want more money. And nobody's mm. gonna judge you. There's nothing. We're all like, okay, mm. well, we're going to hold fierce space for you to make even more money, right? Mm. Because we are all at different levels, guys. And even mm. people that are okay financially, you get scared, you get like all sorts of expansion issues. So mm. I really, for me, I love the student group for that. Mm. And yeah, the ability for, for, people, for people to hold space for people to break down, for people to be mm. naked and vulnerable because you don't get the space. Yeah. Even, I mean, even amongst our family, we don't get the space to be yeah. vulnerable and exactly. say, guys, I am bruised. This is, and like be expected to deal with it. Like yeah. you don't get that anywhere. You don't. Yeah. Even, and, even see, and sometimes even the thing is like within our families, often they are the people that trigger us. How often yeah. have I gone in the student group and just cried on videos or just like 
on my post because I'm like, my mother has done this now, or my cousin has done this, or some mm. so and so have said this. Mm. Like, it's hard to be vulnerable then because they mm. think you're blaming me for everything. Like, oh, now you're making me wrong. And it's like, no, but having the space where I know I can come cry about it, say mm. my piece, and then keep moving and healing, you know? Because that's mm. the thing. It's not that we just cry and break down, guys. It's that as we're doing this, we're introspecting and we're doing the meditations and we're healing and we're mm. sitting with it. And we're not going, nobody's ever going to say in this group, so-and-so has hurt you, go and show them who you are. That would yes. never happen in the student group. It's yes. like, please do your work and mm. see how you want to respond to this situation. Mm but mm. without having to tear another person's humanity apart or mm. without mm. having to be dramatic on another human being. Mm. So I really part, and appreciate that. There's a part I've never, ever, 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 ever seen the support in that group anywhere else. Like the support, even the people that are even holding the mirror to say, yeah. look at your blind spots here and yeah. there, you know? You don't get that. You just don't. True. It's, mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, I won't lie. I'm not just saying this because I'm in the group and guys, I'm the founder of Wealthy Money. I'm in a lot of various groups and masterminds and courses. Mm -hmm. I don't have, like, whatever this is in the mm -hmm. Money Magic course, mm -hmm. it is very unique. And like mm -hmm. I keep saying, it's not me. It's a collective effort. You know, it is something extremely precious and beautiful. I, well, I try and try to replicate it in other spaces. I'm like, I'll just be as vulnerable and the vulnerability will get everything. I will like have the same kind of interaction. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's just a meeting of souls. Yes. I truly, this is why I say, I feel like I was saying with Lirato, uh, we spoke about this in her episode. Um, I think it's episode 40, guys. And we talk about like how I, I once told her that like, I believe that we all knew each other from other lifetimes, that our souls recognize each other because there's no other reason to explain why we relate the way that we do. The it's, connections are like weaved. They weaved before. Like, they just... They, right it's like you'll meet we'll meet in person and it's like we're just continuing conversations that we've always had it's not mm -hmm. awkward it is just it just is mm -hmm. it's a very very interesting space guys like I as someone who is in that space and I love it because nobody ever goes like what does Van have to say what is like my opinion is just one of many opinions. And I just love that because I also have my own dramas. And this is why I have the space. <laughs> like, I love it because I come and I get to be a student of the work and cry myself and just feel like, mm -hmm. I am now also in confusion. I don't know what is next. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> wow, I really, really love this. So. Um, Ladia, my final question to you before I ask how people can contact you is, do you have a particular practice for how, when you do the inner work? This is something that really fascinates people. It's like, 
it's almost daily work and some people do it weekly some people do it whenever they can but do you have like a ritual do you wake up at a particular time or how do you fit in the inner work when do you decide to do it um but hence um I don't have any particular because as a mother, sometimes it's difficult, you know, yeah. you, you have um, uh, kids and sometimes you want to meditate, sometimes you want to cry and you don't want. So I try to find a space that is safe, uh, maybe early in the morning when I'm alone, I find my alone time and I do. But sometimes when you are like, if, especially for, for, for breath work, for, for me, it's like my grab and go meditation whenever uh-huh. I, I can even breath meditate even in my car for like yes. I'm <laughs> like anxiety especially during yeah. the COVID like uh, anxiety uh, the fear you know um, mm-hmm. I was experiencing a whole lot of like um, doubts you know mm-hmm. they were so crippling so it's, it's not something that you can say I, I can do it any t- this is my like to go meditation at anywhere. Yeah. I don't, maybe cannot do all of it, but even meditation for a short space of time, but journaling and mm-hmm. giving myself permission to go through what I'm going to. So it's, it's not because, like I said, when I started, I, want to, I wanted to do lesson one, 1.1, <laughs> okay. Now chapter two, now chapter three, but based on your needs, you go where you are guided or where the spirit says I should go. So it's not something that you say seven o'clock in the morning. It's good to say, okay, seven o'clock in the morning, I want to do this. Yes, but I- If your spirit works like that for sure, because I know some students, their spirits work like that. Mine doesn't either, you know? So for me, it's going to be like, anytime is tea time. (laughs) And I- and I can't say this is the med- I don't have like, uh, I think no one in the student, uh, none of the money magic students do. Although I think we all try, we, when yes. we start the course, we're like, I'm going to do this lesson and I'm going to do this lesson, then I'm going to do this lesson. And then yes. it never works like that. In a chronological order. It doesn't. <laughs> it can't. Wow, Lydia, you have been so generous. Oh, this is what I love about Money Magic students. You guys are so open, so generous. You share so openly about your healing journey. How can people get hold of you? What, um, when people contact you, what can they contact you about? You can talk about your property. I know you're into property, so if people want to discuss property. So tell us, what should people contact you about after this podcast if they're resonating with you? Because people, you know how it is. People like... I don't know what it is, but I love her energy. So give them an idea of what they can contact you about if you have a business that I don't know about, et cetera, and how they can get hold of you. Um, people can get hold of me on Facebook. I'm Letia Harudi, mainly uh, there I respond on Facebook. And uh, yes, I'm like, I'm a big fan of, I've always been, but uh, wealthy money and uh, a property magicians, they have actually felt my, um, yeah, this, this liking, not just like to, to, to form part of my investment. So yeah. yes, I'm into property and uh, 
not just uh, not just even buying. Uh, we were even uh, uh, talking with that um, the, the 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 I think it was the masterclass that he did with Lebohang to say uh, partial yeah. ownership or whatever strategies that we, I'm I'm even like. Uh, getting to know of other uh, strategies that I never knew existed before that you yeah. don't necessarily have to be a physical owner of the property. So mm. I'm into property. I love property and uh, food, definitely food, yeah. taking care of, yeah. Like, oh, guys, Ladia loves chefing all that, right? Like cooking all that. She, oh, she was such a joy. Like I invited all the Money Magic students to come into my kitchen and retreat. Come guys, come into my kitchen. She was the only one that would come and stand with Jane and I and observe and everything. Mm -hmm. And then like afterwards, and I said to people, please don't ask me for recipes after this because you know you've been invited. So <laughs> come check it out if you've been invited and let's cook together. But yeah, she is so incredible. So really contact her. And if you are loving these interviews and you're loving the shifts that the students are having and you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds incredible. Then I really want to um, invite you guys to sign up for the Money Magic course or register for the Money Magic course. And if we're not open for registration, get on the waiting list. You guys can't see Sign, sign, sign. This is like a lifetime opportunity. I thank God that I decided to sign when I decided. It's an investment for me. It's a lifetime investment. You know, oh, I look at other groups, I look at other people are doing, and I'm like, hmm, no, no, thanks. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> no. It's been, yeah. So, guys, when you see the Money Magic students talking like this, it really is incredible. So, you can go sign up at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. And thank you so much, Latia, for coming through today. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Money Magicians, for listening in. I will see you guys next week. Have a blessed day. Oh, and before I go, guys, if you're loving these podcasts, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and do leave us a review, right? Let us know what you love about these podcasts. Let us know who are your favorite guests. Let us know what other questions you'd like me to ask our guests. You can hear they've got so much incredible stories. Um, yeah, so do share, share your comments on YouTube. Thank you for those, by the way, and definitely leave us comments on Podbean. And of course, share away with your family and friends. Again, thank you. See you next week. Have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com 
forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast. Thank you.